This is episode number 32 with CEO and founder of the Your AOK Foundation, Yanni Williams. Welcome to the We Love Philly podcast. We are We Love Philly. Our mission is to promote volunteerism throughout the streets of Philadelphia and bring back the brotherly love to the city of brotherly love. Each week, we bring an individual or organization that's making Philly a better place. We hope you enjoy and let's dive in. Martin Luther King once said, the time is always right to do what is right. Martin Luther King also said, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. This is a special Martin Luther King edition. If you could not tell by the two Martin Luther King quotes, our guest today is the founder of the Your AOK Foundation. She is having a huge event on Martin Luther King Day, so make sure you check out your AOKfoundation.org to sign up to volunteer and reach out to her. On this episode of the podcast, we talk about how Michiani's faith is the driving force behind her programs and her organization. We also talk about how authenticity is the best way to fundraise your nonprofit. And we also talk about what showing love looks like in the community she serves. If you like what you hear on the We Love Philly podcast, we would love if you subscribed and left some feedback. The We Love Philly students are constantly in the process of improving and making the podcast better for the listeners who tune in. So thank you for everyone who does tune in. Make sure you check out our website, welovephilly.org. One of our students, Tyed Wilson, just got done creating our very own t-shirts and they will be on sale soon. Every t-shirt that you buy will go back into making the We Love Philly program better for the students that participate in it. And here it is, our episode with Yanni Williams. Mary Martin Luther King Day. Over the years, you helped my mom. Um, you, you did, you gave us furniture and I think a deep freezer also. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've known each other for over a decade already. Most definitely. Wow. Mm-hmm. We went to the same church. Um, the small world. Yep. This is the duper small world. Yeah. Yeah. We had a housewarming party, and Miss Yanni makes this dip. It's like, cool it. <laughs> it's so good, and you dip your fruit in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that day. I did all day. the cooking that day. So your organization has that big of an outreach that you've met cherished 10 years ago is that when you started about 10 years ago i started in 2007 i was working and i took a job that i didn't take the benefits i took the money up front because i worked in healthcare. i wound up having a heart attack at work and while i was there i was there for about 30 days i had no insurance health insurance my husband was terminated from his employment at that time while I was in the hospital because we had children. So he needed to take help take care of him while I was in the hospital. So his employer had terminated him uh, because he had to call out or come in late or whatever the case may be to take care of the kids. We were without income and the hospital need to be paid. So they had the welfare department come to my bed and fill out paperwork because the hospital needed to be paid. It was our first time. We never, we weren't on benefits before. We filled out the paperwork so the hospital can get paid. 
They wanted me to apply for benefits when I came home because we didn't have anything. My husband got me dressed, took me to the welfare office. I went inside and I was dressed up. They thought I was there for a job. So they was like, oh, you must be here for the job. And we got your cubicle set up. And I said, no, I'm actually here for the benefits. And he said, you're here for the benefits. But they didn't know my circumstances. My caseworker wasn't nice to me. And she wouldn't give me emergency food stamps because we had no food. So I said, what are we supposed to do for food because we have no food? And she said, well, you're going to have to go around to the pantries and soup kitchens and eat. I didn't know that world. I didn't know that piece. It was kind of hard trying to get around to all of these different places. And some of you can only collect once a month. But if you have a family of five like mine, then, you know, once a month was going to cut it. So that means you got to get on the bus and ride around and try to find these different places. Family of five, I was only getting one can of string beans, dry milk, a bag of peas, peanut butter. So it wasn't nothing you could really make a meal out of. It was like chopped before chopped the show came out. You know, you're like, well, I'm going to make something out of this. I was thrown into a world I didn't know. Everyone that I encountered, they weren't nice to us. I didn't feel as though they respected us. I didn't feel as though there was any love or compassion or empathy for what people go through. So I, I feel as though God had wanted me to see this piece because I'm going to be resilient. I'm going to get back on my feet because that's the type of woman I am. But I didn't see the love. I didn't feel the love. After I became better in June of 2007, my pastor, Pastor Stephen Martin of Higher Ground Church, preached a message. God, you've done so much for me. Now, what can I do for you? And that was a profound moment for me because God was there for me after I had my first heart attack of September 2006 and all this transpired. I had another one in February 2007. I didn't have to be here. So that was very profound. Like, God, you've done so much for me. You saved me. You wanted me here for a reason. So what can I do for you? And clear as day, I heard God say, just love my people. And that uh, next Saturday, I started feeding the homeless. Me and my husband got up. We made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We made hot dogs. I had snacks. I had waters. I had people come out. And we started feeding the homeless from there forth. I went back to work and did take benefits. <laughs> As you know, <laughs> once I went back to work, uh, ben benefits was on the table and I took them. We have this motto from the We Love Philly program. Give love, get love. Okay. And I feel like that's exactly what you're doing. So I want to ask, how do you feel the community embraces you as an organization? Well, every time I have a fundraiser, if you looked at my fundraisers, they're always great. And I fundraise by myself. I feel as though the community embraces me through that kind of love because it takes money to do what I do in the community. And there's nothing free. Even when they come out to volunteer, as you see, I had a lot of volunteers come out this year. It's growing. It's growing. And as you help people, like I said, it got to really tug on their heart to really want to come out and volunteer. When I'm in the community, I want the kids to be the better Miss Yanni because I'm not going to be here forever. I need somebody to pick up the mantle and run with it. 
So I'm always mentoring. I'm always encouraging. I want you to keep showing the love towards one another. That's going to stop the violence right there. If we stop being so disrespectful to each other and show each other love, because it don't matter what nationality you are. It doesn't matter what background you come from. Love is love. But the respect is so key. That's going to stop a lot of this nonsense. You have to respect yourself, but also respect your neighbor. I'm sorry goes a long way. Apologies go a long way. Do you have any tips on fundraising? (laughs) I can't take any credit. This is just me being me out in the community. I'm very visual. So people see me all the time and they see the things that I do. I take pictures of everything. I post everything because it's for you to see. First of all, if you gave me a dollar, you see where that dollar went. You see you see how it impacts. You see the smile on the kids' faces when they're getting the toys or they're getting their Easter baskets or, you know, having fun at one of my events. You see the homeless happy with the food that they got on their plate. I take pictures of us in the kitchen cooking. Our Facebook is my tool because I started posting on Facebook little by little every time I was out at the park feeding outdoors. Every piece of furniture I gave out to the community. Every time I do couponing for the hungry, we're sitting there with stacks of coupons. My breakfast for the hungry program, when I'm feeding breakfast to the homeless vets downtown, I got pictures of tons. Gardening for the hungry, I take pictures of when we're out at the garden showing the the plants. If people can see what you're doing and see you out there. When I have my children's program, when I'm feeding the kids Monday through Friday dinner, they see that. You have to be very, very visual. While you were saying all that, the word that popped in my head was authenticity. Right. So Miss Yanni, right, Cherish, she is showing everyone what she's doing. She's showing where the money's going. She is showing the people she's helping. She's actually there doing it all, right? She's not behind a desk, like, making sure the funds go a certain place. You see her at the supermarket. You see her giving out everything. Mm-hmm. People know that she's authentic, and this is what she does. So that's who they're willing to give money to, right? They know that when they give their money to Miss Yanni, it's going to help someone feel better and we talk a lot in class uh about branding and about and about starting your own business and we talk about all the time we say people don't buy your products they buy how the product makes you feel it's the same with fundraising or volunteering i'm not going to donate to my money to someone unless i know that i'm going to feel good because i see where that money is going that's right yeah Absolutely. I remember uh, one year I wanted to have a Super Bowl party for the homeless at the shelter downtown. So I was at Aldi buying pizzas because they were five dollars. I said, let me collect as many five dollars as I can. I'm going to a Super Bowl party for the homeless guys that do my breakfast for the hungry program, the homeless vets. So this lady, she actually asked me, she said, why are you buying all these pizzas? I said, oh, I'm going to have a a football party for the homeless vets downtown. You know, I'm so excited. Do you know she bought me another five pizzas? And it's just been quite amazing how beautiful and lovely people just look out for you. How how has your organization helped you grow as a person? Oh, Lord. It helped me a lot. I have grown so much and I'm still learning. So, you know, we're forever evolving and learning. But this is the better me. I found that there's nothing more rewarding than helping someone else and loving on someone else. But when you're out helping the community, it's a different type of love and it's a different type of balance. How do you think your community has changed over you know, the years of you volunteering? I've been in this community for a long time. 
I'm in the Kensington community, Hunting Park first, and then I went over to um, Kensington. I've been there ever since. The community love is great, but you have to show commitment and consistency. If you're not committed and you're not consistent, you won't get the love of the community. And you got to be true to your word. So if you say you're going to do something, you have to do it. Don't have an event and then you don't show up, your people not showing up, you're late, everybody's late. It was really cool to see the toy drive. I remember going to them as a kid and being able to grab a toy and being served dinner. And it was cool to be at yours because you had the toys for the children, but then you had the coats, you had the soap, you had the baskets of full Christmas dinners to give away to everybody. Mm -hmm. People could come in for a meal. And it was so cool to watch everyone sit down and eat. And I thought it was going to end there, but then I saw everyone interacting with one another. And it kind of came like a network event. And then it was like, hey, your kid can play with my kid. Hey, I know you. Everyone was getting along. And then that just put into perspective how in the community you are, because people know when they come to one of your events that it is a place for love. It is a place Mm -hmm. to meet new people and to just be in a space where everyone can feel safe, which being on 3300 D Street, it's really hard to find a safe space. So for you to be able to have that <laughs> reputation right it must show that you do keep your word and people can come to you yes. and feel safe thank you every event that i have there gets better and bigger every time and start with a few you know you may not get the 200 right off the bat but the next event will grow and i only do what god tells me to do he loves his kids whatever he tells me to do i do it the Pinkus Family Foundation, who's my major funder, we rocked it out. You know, I did more this year than I was able to do last year. The turkey dinner baskets, the gift wrapping paper, the toiletries, the brand new clothes we had out there. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Thank you, God. And now my expectation for next year is even more. I want to do 100 baskets. It was awesome to see the families happy. I just couldn't thank my good friend, Michelle Matt. She made the balloon arch and she made the balloon centerpieces for me. I wanted to be beautiful for them. I wanted to be eye-catching. People need that emotional support. That's my emotional support, the love of the community, the love of people being happy. That makes me happy. My happiness is their happiness. What do you see for the future of your AOK Foundation? I see gun violence, violence, period, annihilated through love. Because if we don't care about each other, we have to care about each other's lives. Every life matters. And we're all connected anyway, spiritually. Your AOK Foundation is a love foundation. It used to be back in the day, you know, you used to, you know, could go to your neighbor's house and borrow a cup of sugar. Now, I ain't going to their house. No, why can't you go to your neighbor's house? Why do we have to be afraid to go to our neighbor's house? We need to take over these streets in love. I think we need to stop being afraid. We're more than what we are. And when you see things that's not going right in your community, stand up. You can't back down. Don't shut your door. Open your door. I'm not walking in fear. I'm not going to let a child get beat up. But I'm trying to come up with other programs. And I was watching one of the schools being released one day and two fights broke out. I said, I bet you they're hungry. I bet you if I sat out here with some hot dogs, this would alleviate all of that. They're angry because they're hungry. You worry about somebody making fun of you. You're worried about the clothes that you're wearing, the shoes that you're wearing. You give me a hug and I smell something not going right underneath the armpits. I'm bringing in toiletries. I may not call you out, but you see there's a whole slew there and you can stay back and get some. There's nothing more upsetting than to see children not go to school because their uniform is dirty. 
or they had no soap to wash and don't want to be a spectacle or be bullied because I'm reformed from being a bully in school. It really bothers me that people don't take the time to know why people are being bullied. There's always something going on with the bully. You need to befriend the bully. The bully got some things going on. So please volunteer with me. Help me. Help the community. We got to stand together. It's no more black, white, Hispanic. It's, it's all of us together as a unit. Amen. <laughs> if you could go back in time and tell the teenage version of yourself three things, what would you tell you and why? Don't be so angry. <laughs> It's okay. It's not that serious. It was kind of serious because I had to raise two siblings because my mom just didn't want to raise us. But there was no mentors when when I was coming through. Get your education. Be the best at it. Overcome. I didn't know I was an overcomer. I didn't find out until I was older that I was an overcomer and victorious and a fighter. I knew I could fight in the street, but I didn't know I could fight in the books and fight, you know, another way. And I wish I could have built better relationships. I wasn't good at that. And because I was so angry, I booked that down. So when it was time to have birthday parties, when I got older, I really didn't have anybody to invite because I was so mean. Find a different way to channel that fight. And I think that's why my youth program is so successful and so great in that community because when the kids come, not only do I feed them, but I do mentor them and talk to them. And to the point that the girls want me to have a girls program and the boys now want me to have a boys program. The boys come up to me like Miss Yanni because they feel comfortable because I'm not judging. I've been there. I've done that. You know, I wrote the book on that, but I want to be accessible and available to them like that. So I'm going to take a moment and send some love your way. <laughs> constantly giving love and as a person who who tries to do that myself i know it can be draining so mm-hmm. i just want to take this moment to send some love your way i appreciate everything that you're doing in the mm-hmm. community that you're building and the young people the old people the people who don't have people everyone that you're there for that really really makes a difference and all of the positive content you put on social media that oh. goes so far for people to see that Thank i know you. a lot of my students their timeline is constantly street fights it's constantly Mm-hmm. Constantly seeing murder. I don't even I don't even look yeah, at that stuff. It's so it's, crazy. It's, it's such negative content yes. for, for them to be able to come across yours and see that you came from where they came from, you lived what they lived, and you're able to overcome it. Yes. I appreciate you so much for that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So please come out volunteer uh Monday, yeah. uh January twentieth, Martin Luther King Day, nine AM to one uh PM. We're going to be doing community cleanup. We're going to give out bags of groceries. So I'm going to do canned goods, a bag of meats. We're going to give out toiletry bags. So please, please come out 3300 D Street at McVeigh Rec Center. And any event, if you want to come out to any of the events that I have, feeding the kids, I feed them Monday through Friday at the Rec Center, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So it's two hours. Uh, We feed the kids a lovely dinner. We do arts and crafts with them, and I talk to them. Where else can we find you? Do you have a website, social media? How yes. How people sign up or enroll their children in one of your, your programs? I know you have like 10 of them. Yeah, I have a whole bunch. We are going to have a volunteers meeting. It will be on my website, www.youraokfoundation.org. And my email address is luvaok2 
two, the number two, at gmail.com. Thank you. One last question. Mm-hmm. What's your definition of love? Yeah, everybody's definition is different. So my definition of love is when I could do everything in my power, everything and anything in my power to make sure that families are transitioning in the path of happiness. They're transitioning through my jobs today. You know, I have my jobs today page. I help people find jobs through food, through clothing, through furniture, making sure no kid goes to bed on the floor. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Love y'all. <laughs>